0: it's time to pull up a chair and open your Bible for today's Bible study segment of Naomi's table now here's our teacher Ruth Christian good afternoon everyone we need to consider here you know what we've done we have now transitioned from fellowship into sonship remember it starts in in chapter 3 and in chapter 3 verse 10 now of this chapter uh, we we don't we are going to see that it's really the key verse for the chapter. It tells us a true child of God practices righteousness and loves other Christians despite their differences. So verses 1 through 10 then in this chapter deals with the first. A child of God practices righteousness. Then we'll see that the verses 11 through 24 deal with the second. A child of God loves other believers. Now, we know from what we've studied so far, practicing righteousness and loving the brethren, they're not new themes to John. I mean, we've had it throughout this epistle. These two important subjects are treated in the first two chapters um, as well, but the emphasis again is on fellowship, and we need to remember that. That was on fellowship. Now the emphasis is on sonship. Therefore, it's going to have a little different meaning. In our past two lessons, we've talked about the father's love for his children. God's love for us does not stop, obviously, at the new birth. It continues throughout our lives until his return. We have seen that every person who has the hope of seeing Jesus soon Everyone who looks for his coming walks with a greater degree of purity than that which he, she would otherwise walk. Because we've experienced the love of the Father and we look to the soon return of the Lord, we should have no desire to sin. Let's continue on now in the verses for today. Verses 4 through 9. In verse 4, John says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. The Greek word for commits is in the present tense. So it means whoever keeps on committing sin, whoever practices sin. So this verse does not refer to one who falters in sin, struggles with a sin, Um even just struggles with sin, maybe from day to day for a bit, but it's not their way of life. It refers to one who blatantly, habitually, and continually practices sin. He says they commit lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. The New Testament describes sin in different ways. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin, Romans 14, 23. To him who knows to do good and does not do it, To him it is sin, that's James chapter 4, verse 17. And John later in this letter says in chapter 5, verse 17, all unrighteousness is sin. So here in verse 4, John says sin is lawlessness. Now we need to remember back in the first chapter, chapter, uh, verse 9, and then through chapter 2, verse 2, John also dealt with sin that we should not sin, but the reality is we will sin. Sin in those verses is viewed as a defilement, but it was not habitual sin. Therefore, we confess, we receive cleansing and forgiveness. It's the result of walking in the light. So we look at sin as God does, and our desire is to confess and to be right with God. Here in the verses that we have for today, what we see here is defiance. Sin is basically a matter of will, and for us to assert our will against God's will is rebellion. And so here, the very essence of sin is lawlessness and the sinner's inward attitude, because it's always a heart issue. The sinner's inward attitude here is rebellion. All right, so now in verses five and six, he says, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him, there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. And again here, the no is no experientially. You've seen him and you know him. Uh, That he was revealed, you know, the first time that he came, to take away our sins. And of course in him, there's no sin. So he was sinless and was the perfect satisfaction for our sin, the propitiation that John talked about in, in chapter two, verse two. So he came to, it was revealed to us when he first came that he came, one of the reasons he came was to take away our sins. Whoever abides in him, it says, does not sin. So if I abide in him, I remain in him, I continue in Christ, it means I have fellowship with him, a sharing of this common life, this real life that we've been looking at, his life, eternal life, his sinless life, and my heart is to abide so as to allow nothing to come between myself and Christ. Sonship, being born of God, brings about our union with Christ, but fellowship Makes possible um, our communion with Christ. Let me say that again: sonship, being born of God, brings about our union with Christ, so that we can have this fellowship, this communion with Christ. It's this communion, this abiding with Christ, that keeps us from deliberately disobeying His Word. So, a person who deliberately and habitually sins is proving that is proving to that Christ has not been revealed in her heart. She does not know him and therefore cannot be abiding in him. Now, this is God's word for us, not Ruth's. (laughs) And so now in verses seven and eight, he says, little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins, and this is as a way of life, it's, it's in the present tense in the Greek is of the devil for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested that and here we get another purpose for him being manifested to us that he might destroy the works of the devil. Let no one deceive you and say to you that you can sin habitually and you still love Jesus. You're still born again. Remember, John is refuting the Gnostics who said you could because your body is matter and all matter is sinful. This, and, and it has nothing to do with your spirit. If you practice righteousness just as he is righteous, you are righteous. In other words, you're in right standing with God. If you sin as a way of life, Or you practice sin, you are of the devil who has sinned from the beginning. And that what beginning? Well, way back in the garden. That's all he can do. And it's saying you're his child. You're not yet God's child. The logic here is clear. If a person knows God, he'll obey God. If he belongs to the devil, he'll obey the devil. Here we have the second reason Jesus came, as I said before. He came the first time, actually, to destroy the works of the devil. Destroy here is interesting. It doesn't mean annihilate. Satan is certainly still at work today. Destroy here means to render inoperative, to rob of power. Satan's power has been reduced, and his weapons have been impaired. He's still a mighty foe, yes, but he is no match for the power of God in you. Remember, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So Jesus came to render inoperative the works of the devil, to rob him of his power. Jesus destroyed the power of sin, the power of the enemy to entangle us in those things that compromise our ability to impact the world for the kingdom of God. Counterfeit Christians are saying, or are trying to convince the believers here in John's day, And it goes on in our day that a person could be saved and still practice sin. John does not deny that Christians sin, but he does deny that Christians can live in sin and not feel convicted or experience God's chastening. Um, if, If that's the case, you better examine yourself to see whether or not you are really born again. Then verse nine, he says, whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. True believers don't practice sin because we have a new nature. Due to the indwelling Holy Spirit that gives us new life and the word that stirs our hearts. First Peter 1 verse 23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Our new nature is born through the Holy Spirit and the Word. The Christian who feeds the new nature from the Word of God will have power to live a godly life. We are to not make provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof, Romans thirteen fourteen. So in conclusion, Jesus came to take away our sins and to destroy the works of the devil. If you practice righteousness, You are born again. Something to think on. Until next time, stay close to Jesus and keep looking up.